this Christmas, this Advent, as we edge closer and closer to Christmas uh, over these next few days and weeks, we're seeking to find God in unexpected places and learn from this story about how he is in and involved and over and through our own stories. So we've been thinking about finding God in the ordinary, thinking about finding God in the obedience or even better in the submission and today I want to think about finding God in the upheaval. So Mary gives her yes to God, her yes to this plan and perhaps even more amazingly Joseph then gives his yes to God, his yes to this plan and then after the yes comes the upheaval. You've all got to go to your own hometowns to register. Rome wants to work out the most efficient, effective way to do his taxes. It's census time. And on the surface, it made no census at all. Uh, they just said yes to God and now upheaval. It meant for Mary and Joseph, who at the time were in Nazareth, tracing back to Joseph's hometown, which was Bethlehem. Uh, depending on which route you took, it was around 90 miles. Uh, they reckon because of the type of terrain and, and roads and travel back in the day, uh, at minimum that's about a four day journey if you're pushing it out. But with a pregnant partner, I'm sure Joseph was being careful, uh, you're probably looking at the best part of a week. Days and nights on the road with countless others that are traveling in different directions. Days and nights of wondering what this upheaval means. After the yes, which is a test in and of itself, comes another test. Will I hold to this path? Will I hold to this plan even in the midst of incredible upheaval? I don't know about you, but sometimes I've imagined in my life that uh, after you surrender to God, after you say yes, uh, there's this period of plain sailing, uh, this period of, uh, of peace. You, know, you often hear people say, I don't think it's God's plan for me. I just haven't got peace in my heart about it. Well, where is Mary Joseph's peace right now? It's certainly not in their circumstances at all. Their circumstances are, are chaotic. So there's the upheaval of traveling. They get to Bethlehem. And then there's the sense of rejection. Joseph's from this place, so you'd imagine he'd have some family there, somebody who could put him up, but no, no room. Uh, it's a place that's used to hosting travellers and tradespeople, but in all the inns that they go to, no room. We'll think about that in a future reflection. But for now, just the upheaval of it all. God, we said yes to you. God, we said yes to your plan. We said yes to changing the, the course of our lives. Couldn't you have at least found us somewhere to stay? And yet, it had been whispered through the prophet Micah centuries before, he will be born in Bethlehem. You're by no means least. Out of you will come a, a, a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. It had been whispered years before, so in the pain there are glimpses of a plan. I don't know what your life is like at the moment, whether you'd describe it as plain sailing or whether there is pain and upheaval for you right now. 
But Mary and Joseph's story, in fact, the whole of the Christmas story would encourage us that even in the pain, there might be glimpses of a plan. Now, how do you and I find God in the upheaval? How do we find God in the pain today? Well, I think Mary offers us uh, a glimpse into this. On two separate occasions, Luke records that Mary does something quite deliberate. Uh, Mary takes a moment, both in this story, uh, in the birth narrative, and in Jesus' young life, to pause and to treasure and to ponder. It says that she treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. Another word for treasure means to guard something, to try and preserve and keep something safe. Uh, Mary knows somehow, even in the upheaval, this is a holy moment. God is here. God is at work. God has a, a purpose. and I don't want to lose this somewhere in my memories. I want to treasure this moment. And that's what she does. She takes a moment to ponder, to reflect. And I wonder if... Uh, this season, we, we can do that together, to pause, to seek to see where God is at work, and then to treasure, to hold, to cling to those moments. Back in the 1500s in Spain, there was a young man called Ignatius. Uh, by all accounts, a, a good-looking man. He was described by one writer as a, a dapper-looking young courtier. Uh, he was in the army. And on one occasion, he got shot with a cannonball and it hit his legs. Uh, and he spent months then in a hospital bed. And while he's lying in a hospital bed, he's trying to make sense of all of this. He wanted to save his country. He wanted to save God. And, and all he's got to show for it is a broken leg and a long period of recovery and injury. And he's lying in bed thinking about these things. And he begins to notice a few things. He writes a book about this whole uh, period of time called The Spiritual Practices, a real sort of Christian classic of that era. And he, he notices that when he's thinking about his life and the fact that he'll probably never be able to be a soldier again and what that's going to mean for his military career and his family and his marriage prospects and his income and all those kind of things, that tended to lead him towards darkness and depression and despair. But when he thought about what God might be able still to do, even in his broken body, in the life of his spirit, and uh, in, the, in the world of his mind. He noticed that that led him towards feeling encouraged and uplifted and enlightened. And so he developed something which we now call the examine, uh, which is basically a way of just pausing at various times in our lives. Often people who do this do this at the end of the day, but you could conceivably do it at any point of the day. And looking back over the day, and asking God, where were you at work in my day? Where were you present? Where was your plan, your purpose uh, coming to bear fruit, to, 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 to lead me and, and to guide me? And he noticed that the more often he did that, uh, looking back over the day, the more often he was open then during the course of the day to kind of notice God's presence and purpose in, in real time. And so he held on to this practice of the examine, of trying to examine our lives through that lens. God, where are you at work? Uh, and he had a, a, a beautiful phrase. Uh, he said, there are certain things that will bring me towards God. He called them consolations. And then there are certain things that lead me away from God. And he called them desolations. 
And that was simply the way he examined his life. What things lead me towards God? And what things lead me away from God? And I don't know where you are today. You may well be in a hospital bed uh, or waiting for a leg to recover. Or there may be frustrations uh, of things that have happened to your body or your health or your life or your prospects. Uh, there could be all kinds of upheaval going on inside of you, around you, to you, through you. But can all of us today take a moment to ponder, to treasure, and who knows, even in the upheaval, in the disappointments, in the pain, we might just find God in unexpected places.